Welcome to the Venture Church Podcast. This sermon is from the life of the church. For more messages like this, please see our website www.venturechurch.co.za. We hope you enjoy this message. Well, good morning, everyone. I can tell you pre-recording yourself is uh, it's just you and the camera in the room and the Holy Spirit. Um, but yeah, it's a little bit more nerve-wracking when it is in front of everyone again, because uh, I think you get out of practice. <laughs> so the Olympics, I don't think I've ever watched this much sport in my life, but it's really exciting. The Olympics motto is faster, higher, stronger, together. Yes, it used to be faster, higher, and stronger, but this change is actually the first one since 1894. It's changed because the new motto better represents solidarity, and especially after it's been such a trying year and a half, worldwide. President Bach said, we want, to be a, we want to put a strong focus on solidarity. That's what the word means, together. The IOC followed this by stressing the potential the Olympics has to unite the world with sport, especially important in the time of great global turmoil. The same can be said of Christianity. Jesus said in Matthew 28 from verse 18 to 20, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. As believers, we have been given the authority and tasks to go to the nations and share the good news. We get to share God's love and we get to choose to walk in forgiveness, especially in this time of local and global turmoil. Paul said in 2 Timothy 4 verse 7, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. Can we say this? Where we are in our race, can we say this? Is this even our goal? To keep the faith. To fight the good fight and to finish the race, we need to be competing right. 1 Corinthians 9 from verse 24 says, Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike my, a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. Today's theme in this Olympic series is competing right. And uh, we will be looking at it as an acronym. I know, competing right is not the longest acronym, 
The, the longest one, according to the Guinness World Records, is actually a Russian one that consists of 56 letters. So I will not be taking the gold medal home. <laughs> Competing right. I hope you guys saw it, it really it makes no sense, but they got a record, so nice for them. Competing right. Chosen, own it, meet your match, persevere, eat right, think right, identity, never give up, get up, run the race relationally, intentional, get up, habit, and team. Chosen. 1 Peter 2 verse 9 to 10 says, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Friends, this is the first step in competing right. We have been chosen for this team. We are in. Own it. Remember Operation Fig Leaf in the Garden of Eden? Adam blamed Eve, Eve blamed the snake, and who knows who the snake blamed? Taking ownership of our responsibility as Christians and taking ownership is a great way for us to compete, right? We need to put effort into the relationship with the Lord. No one can do it on our behalf. We, we need to spend time in the word. We need to spend time in prayer. And we need to get our butts to church. Whether we can meet or not. Yes, I said butts in church. <laughs> yeah. Meeting or not meeting cannot be an excuse for us to not join a Sunday service. Now, part of ownership and owning it is also that each and every one of us have something to give. For example, take a look at this Olympic series. It would not have been possible without everyone being involved. From the people writing blogs, the writers of the Connect Group material, and this decor. Good job, Steph and team. The M in competing right. Meet your match. So like I said before, this is the most sport I've ever watched in my life. I even watched the Euro Cup this year. Anyways. During the final, there was a penalty shootout and the commentators mentioned how the goalies study each player to know what they are up against in case something like this happens. And I believe in the same way we need to know who our opponent is. The enemy, it's the enemy if you didn't know, the enemy wants nothing more than to crush us. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy everything we hold dear. And he often uses our minds and our flesh to get to us the same way he tempted Jesus in Luke 4. Jesus was fasting and praying in the wilderness for 40 days, and then the enemy tempted him. Well, if you really are the son of God, turn this stone into bread. And God, Jesus used the word to say, man shall not live by bread alone. So he used food 
which is our flesh. During his fasting and prayer, a time that we should be so devoted to the Lord, there is still temptation, and he took that opportunity. He even told Jesus, bow down to me, so he used idolatry to tempt Jesus. He tested his faith, and he tested Jesus with power and protection. Well, I can't command the angels to save you if you throw yourself down, or I will give you everything your heart desires. Friends, in the same way, we get tempted. And that is why we need to meet our match. We need to persevere. Perseverance is the persistence in doing something despite difficulty or delay in achieving success. Galatians 6 verse 9 says, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Why do we need to persevere? And what is this harvest? James 1 verse 12 says, blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. Early in Corinthians, we learn about the crown of eternity. We get to have this permanent crown if we persevere. So friends, it seems that these struggles are guaranteed. But as long as we continue to persevere, we will receive the promise. Romans 5 verse 1 to 5 says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings. Glory in our sufferings. Because we know, and we should know, and I trust that after today, we will know that we know that we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame. Because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. In competing right, we need to eat right. I believe our diet is very, com- uh, very important to compete right. We are what we put in. But not just in our bodies, also in our minds and our spirits. And if our bodies are to be considered temples, should we really be putting in junk food? (laughs) McDonald's, KFC, Lay's chips. (laughs) Should we really fill our minds with junk thoughts, negative thinking, or fill our thoughts with everything going around on social media? Fear, chaos, people's opinions. When we know we are in a season of trials and tribulations, is it really best for us to spend as little time as possible in scripture and prayer and in community when we are climbing this mountain or when we are running a million kilometers? To compete right, we need to eat the right things for the right time. A 100-meter athlete doesn't fill up on carbs because it will slow them down. 
they increase their protein, and it's pure, good protein, in order to release energy fast and in a balanced way. A long-distance athlete needs the electrolytes and good carbs in order for them to be sustained and in order for them to, be, to endure during the race. We need more than a single feel-good scripture to sustain us during trials. Friends, not dissing single feel-good scriptures, but we need sustenance in trials and tribulations. We really need to hang on to God's truth and promises in difficult times. For us to compete right, we need to think right. We need to choose the thoughts we allow to rule and reign. Our minds are powerful and our thoughts shape who we are and will become. If you didn't know that, now you do. Changing the way we think changes our perspective, which changes how we act. Romans 12 verse 2 says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what's God, what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. We need to take the toxic thoughts captive and make them obedient to Christ. Well, Philippians 4 verse 8 tells us exactly what we need to think about. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. That is what we need to feed our minds on. The next part in competing right is identity. One of the negatives of sport is when it's your everything. And we can see it when we watch. When it defines their lives and worth. So when we need to retire early or when a sports person needs to retire early because of injury, or when they've lost, when they've lost the gold medal or they're not even in the top three, they basically lose everything. Having our identities securely rooted in Jesus only counts as a good thing. It's a win-win. There is no loss. Colossians 2 verse 6 to 7 says, So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him. Never give The only way for us to continue to compete right is to never give up. I have a friend who's currently suffering through what looks like a Job season. Everything in every area of her life seems against her. I have a friend suffering through a season of singleness. I don't know why. I'm struggling through a season of lack and loss. Maybe we do know why. It's because we are guaranteed struggles and suffering. What I do know is that this race is still ongoing. And just because we are struggling and stumbling and tumbling and broken and bleeding doesn't mean we are disqualified. 
and it doesn't mean that this race is over. In Luke 22, we see a time when Jesus was in anguish. He said, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. An angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. And being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. Imagine that. It's actually a real disease. It can really happen that the blood vessels close to your sweat glands in such severe anguish can go into your sweat and you can sweat blood. And not even that, not even that severe anguish, not even asking God for a plan B or a second plan or must this continue disqualified Jesus. So friends, what, what makes us think that when we are struggling, that we are disqualified? Jesus comes alongside us to strengthen us and feed us the energy bar or spritz some water in our faces for us to continue this race. Maybe an ice cold energate because I remember doing half a marathon that was amazing. In the same way, we can come alongside others, spray some water to cool them down, pass them that energy bar or a word of encouragement. But the choice of not giving up that's up to us, the same as it was with Jesus. So let's not give up and let's cheer each other on. Get up because there's grace. Whilst watching some gymnastics the other day, the, the girl actually fell off the beam and I would imagine that that is quite soul destroying and I can imagine that it really throws you because you've still got to finish your routine. She got back up and she finished without it even seeming to have affected her. She got a penalty, but her score was still great. Later on, another girl stumbled on the beam and she, it seemed to have thrown her so much that it did actually affect her score because she just couldn't get back into it. What does grace tell us? Through grace, God has given us the greatest gift, forgiveness. Forgiveness of our sins through salvation in Jesus Christ. Grace says we have a second chance, a third chance, a fourth chance, and a fifth chance, and as many as you need. That means when we stumble, when we struggle, God's grace is sufficient, and we can get right back up and continue this race. Grace also tells us that we get to rest. In Matthew 11, verse 28 to 30, Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Friends, we need rest. We need good rest. Don't you think stress steals from your rest? And it makes you more anxious and it makes you more tired and you can cope less. Jesus thought it's important to remind us that he will give us rest. And then we can get up and continue. Run the race relationally. 
It is so important to run the race with relationships and in community with like-minded people in order for us to compete right. Not even Jesus did life alone. God's son, not even he did life alone. Not even the Trinity does life alone. Jesus did life with a bunch of imperfect fishermen and tax collectors. Jesus chose to do life with someone who denied him, and he even chose to do life with someone who would betray him. Even when people irritate us or when they've hurt us, we are still called to run the race relationally because that is what it means to compete right. And having our identity securely rooted in Jesus means that we can forgive and we can show others grace. We need to be intentional. Another word for intentional is deliberate. With great intent. The other day we were watching a video of Usain Bolt competing when he was about 17 years old. And not to diss him, but wow, he looked awkward running. He was so average in comparison to the Usain Bolt we got to know. Shame. But fast forward four years, fast forward eight years, and I think he actually did three Olympics after that. Man, he was a force to be reckoned with. But we need to be intentional on this journey and this walk of faith. If we want to be giants in the faith, we need to be intentional every day, every season, and every year walking with the Lord. The second G in competing right. Get up because there's still grace. And I believe there's a lot of us who needs to hear that because there's still grace. 2 Corinthians 12 verse 9 to 10 says, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses. Delight in weaknesses is an insane idea. But Paul said, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties, for when I am weak, then I am strong. Even the Apostle Paul struggled and knew how much he needed the Lord's strength. We can delight in struggling and tumbling and having all fall downs because God's grace is sufficient for us to get up again and again and again and again. Habit. Usain Bolt didn't just become the fastest man by stepping on the track and going, cool, I'm gonna be a number one, immediately. He had to work for it, hours, tears, and I'm sure after watching his 17-year-old video, thinking, oh, he's never gonna make it. But he did. Now, forming a healthy habit is a funny thing. 
They don't form themselves. And they don't work at themselves. It takes 21 days to form a habit. And then it takes three sets of 21 days, so 63 days, for that habit to become permanent. Ever tried exercising regularly? Or dieting, cutting out sugar? Yeah, your mind plays with you after 21 days or a week. There's resistance from the flesh. When we start, eating, uh, start setting out to read the Bible, whether a scripture or a chapter, we need to make the time for a daily. So for 63 days, we need to do a daily in order for it to become a habit. Now I can guarantee you, whilst you are actively trying for this to become a habit, you might oversleep sometimes, wake up groggy, not feel like it, had a bad night, or forget. But there's still grace and we get to keep trying. So on the one hand, we need to keep doing it. We need to keep scheduling that time for us to spend time with the Lord because it doesn't just happen. Even on day 64, it doesn't just magically happen. We need to prioritize it. Paul says he beats his body into submission in order for things to happen, in order for him to walk this journey. An Olympian needs to put in the time and effort to be number one. But I think if we look at their lives, it becomes part of what they do. Five hours gym a day is just what you do. It's your job. It's what you do. By day 64, I believe we will want to read the Bible. We would want to spend time with God. We will miss it when we don't because it's now become a healthy habit. And it applies with all good habits. So starting tomorrow, when you feel like you fail at day 21, know that it's not permanent yet. You need to carry on. And friends, God is with us. There's the grace, there's the strength. He strengthens us in these things when we do struggle. He strengthens us when we do find it difficult to delight in our weaknesses and struggles. In competing right, the T is for team. We cannot, we cannot compete right with our team. Unlike a 100-meter athlete, this race Paul refers to is not about just us receiving a gold medal. It's making sure that others also finish strong. I would like you to look around you. Go on, don't be shy. Stretch your neck backwards a bit. That's your team that God has put you in for this season. Even out there, hey team. <laughs> Faster, higher, stronger, together. I would like us to pray for one another. If we can please stand. And however your, your two hands need to reach out to two people. So whether sideways, backwards, front, other sideways.
And we are gonna lift our team up in prayer because we are faster, stronger, higher together. Also, what you're comfortable with, you don't have to touch them. <laughs> COVID. Thank you, Father, that we can come to you in the name of Jesus, Lord. Thank you for this beautiful example of Olympics in this race that we are running and this journey that we are on. Thank you that before the Olympics even existed, Paul knew and he competed to running a race. Father, I, I pray for each and every person that arms are stretched out towards today, Lord, in this team called Venture Church. Father, I thank you that you have put us together for a time like this. I thank you that you are with us. I thank you that there is grace. I thank you, Jesus, that you strengthen us. And thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are with us. Lord, our arms that are stretched out to each person, Father, I pray that you will strengthen that person. Lord, I thank you that they will remember that there is grace to get up again and again and again. And Father, if, if our team forgets, Lord, may we remind them and point them back to your scripture, Father, because there is grace and your grace is sufficient. It is enough for us to get up again and to not give up and to continue. Father, I pray that you will fill each and every one of us with the energy bars of encouragement, Lord, for, for our teammates. I thank you, Lord, for this team that you have put us in for this time, Father. I pray your blessing on each and every person, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, that we can continue to run this race and that we can finish strong in your mighty name, Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. We hope that it was a blessing to you. If you want to connect with us further, log on to our website, venturechurch.co.za or connect with us on our various social pages, Instagram and Facebook.